Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Agony Uncles. I'm Uncle Sai. And I'm your Uncle Dave. And here we are again with the Agony Uncles at our weekly dive into the ocean of worries. Yes, we're here to help. If life does an enormous jobby in your casserole, me and your Uncle Dave can help sort it out. Yes, we can. We've seen it all on our many travels. That's why we want to help you with your problems and predicaments on this, the Agony Uncles podcast. Now, helping us make sense of your emails this weekend, trust me, they do need to have sense made of them, is the voice of your problems, the thin white duke himself, Mr Mark Jeeves. Ah, hello. Nice to see everyone. And uh, yes, it's been, a, it's been a busy week this week in, in terms of your postbag. Uh, Tony Lee's got in touch. He says, hello, uncles, Dave and Cy, Posh Tash and the Duke. Thanks for yet another great show. I was laughing out loud at the antics of parrots. Uh, this will be our last podcast. It reminded me uh, of a tale my late father told. He was, he was in Manchester during the Blitz. He was living in lodgings, and his landlady had a parrot, who Dad taught to whistle like a bomb falling. <laughs> Apparently, it was so realistic, the landlady ran out and straight into her Anderson shelter. Uh, thank you, Tony, for that. And uh, from all the other parrots. What a little stories. shit of a bird that is. I know. So, yeah. <laughs> you a laugh, I'm in the middle of me tea. <laughs> oh, exactly. Ah. Exactly. And here she is, the La Gavroche, to our little chef. It's Poshtash. Good morning. I do like a little chef, though. Slight secret. That was then a treat gone when now. I, was in. I know. But do you know what? I drive down. What is it? The A three hundred three, the one that goes right the way down down to um, Cornwall and Somerset and down through towards Exeter. And I literally can tell you each each little chef on the way that's now not a little chef. I used to love an Olympic feast. Oh, oh well, yes. we used to do it, didn't we, on the yeah. way up to Scotland after we yeah. finished filming? It was great. And a magnificent big seven burger. That, <laughs> yes. that was that I was always my treat. Uh, you, know, you had bottomless coffee. So whenever I finished working with you, Kingy, on the Cookson's, yeah, and I'd go up, I'd get out of Newcastle. I knew for the first time for like weeks, <laughs> I had a time. So I'd sit there with a magnificent seven burger, a bottomless coffee pot, three Sunday papers, and that was me in the corner of the little chef. Money in my bin, ready to go home. Lovely. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, it was all very good. Right then, me Uncle Dave, let's waggle your jingly wingly. Bong, bing, bong, bong, bing, bong. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best In this episode of the Agony Uncles, Uncle Sai, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, you're going to be solving and soothing our listeners' concerns over these trials and tribulations. We have a pie problem. We have a sexist pig alert. We have fussy food fiddler. And in Confidential Corner, it's a question of age. But today, we're going to kick off with a pie problem. Uh, this comes to us from Noreen. 
who says dear harry bikers first thanks for all your brilliant tv shows go north was my favorite i'd like to know when you're back on the tv again uh, my favorite recipe of yours is your fidget pie oh god yeah i normally make it at least every other week my grandson said it's his favorite ever pie in the world gosh it's going back i was telling my son-in-law about this when he came over last and he suggested i also made a muggerty pie now he's from cornwall and apparently it's a local delicacy i know nothing about this pie so i thought i'd ask you if you did lots of love and ride safe and that comes from noreen all right to let's you. look it up yeah I, I, I <laughs> can i just ask though if you have a fidget pie can every mother buy it and stop their children fidgeting at the table is that the key uh, uh in short tash no no, no. i don't know when we, when, when we did cook the fidget pie it was in food tour of britain in 2007 I wow. think, or 2006, and we cooked it in Gloucester Docks. We did? Yeah, that's exactly what we did, yeah. But I've looked it up. A muggerty pie is a pie of sheep's, sometimes calf's entrails, flavoured with parsley, pepper, salt, and enriched with cream. Oh. Muggerty <laughs> pie <laughs> is a meat pie traditionally made in Cornwall, England. Uh, oh, they do the stargazy pie as well. That stinks. Uh, <laughs> All right, controversial. I know, but, you know, to be fair, you're not wrong. The meat inside the pie is awful, usually stewed intestines. Ooh. Oh. It's too early to be recording this to talk no, about this. <laughs> none of that sounds good. It's a simple ingredient. The intestines of a pig, <laughs> two large onions sliced, pastry, salt and pepper to season. First, take your pig intestines and wash thoroughly. Cut them up and place in the bottom of a pie dish with the onions, salt and pepper. Cover the top of the pie dish with pastry. Bake for about an hour. Is that it? Wow. That's a muggerty pie. Oh, someone gets wow. some new flavours and spices in that. Yeah, well, Ooh. then it wouldn't be muggerty, would it? It would be like jiggity or yeah. something like that. I, I, yeah. Oh, God, that sounds... I mean, I don't... I'm, I'm not... I'm, you know, I'm not averse to a bit of offal, but that sounds minging. <laughs> I've got to say. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not great. Yeah. yeah. Although, that was similar thing, there's, there's come under, like, underneath a muggerty pie is a lark pie. Pluck, singe and flatten the backs of two or three dozen larks. Draw them, throw away the gizzards and pound the trail in a mortar oh with scraped bacon and mixed herbs. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fill the larks with this and wrap each one in a slice of bacon. Line a plain mould with pastry, fill it with the larks, sprinkle over with salt and pepper, thick layer of butter over them, two or three laurel leaves and a pinch of ground mixed spice. Oh, God, no. Well, our fidget pie was infinitely better than any of those. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And also, you know, it's not it's not fair on the lark population. I mean, I'm sure that comes from Tudor times or something like that. But dear God almighty, I mean, you'd have the RSPB on that year, wouldn't you? Yeah, it makes me want to sing. What's that nursery rhyme? The blackbird in a pie. Um, I can't Four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, that's nothing like a fidget pie, ladies and gentlemen, and children, no, boys and girls. No, uh, the, the the fidget pie was like traditional, but it was a good pie. And mm. can you tell us why it's called fidget at all? Oh God, help us! Oh, sorry, Dave. <laughs> on the spot, get your Google out. Come on. <laughs> well, we did not at the time, but we've done two thousand recipes. Oh. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> listeners. I thought we had two extremely brilliant foodies on our hands. You do. No, you do. It's three. just that we've got shit memories. There's a, there's a difference, as he says. We've done about three thousand recipes since then. Right. Well, actually, the fidget pie is named. Well, perhaps for its ingredients' tendency to shuffle in the pastry case when baked. Other theories about the name are that once 
fitched or five-sided, or less appetisingly, it smells like a polecat, known as a fitch or fitchet when cooking. Right. right, so they're smelly pies because they're all part of the intestines. Ours wasn't. Ours got oh. no intestines in it. In fact, ours, and I'm looking at the recipe now, it is on our Hairy Bikers website, so you can look it up. And it's basically shortcrust pastry, semolina, potatoes, flour, double cream, ham, Bramley apples, onions, brown sugar, sage and cider. That oh. sounds much nicer. A ham and potato, won't it? Remember it now. I remember it now, yeah, and we'd put extra big chunks of ham in, I seem to remember. Mm. Yes. It's all layered up with butter and ham and taters. Oh, nice. That sounds great, actually. Yeah. We, we, we do tend to adapt the recipes sometimes to make them a little bit more appetising. It's called a hairy biker's twist, isn't it, Dave? It's called making the chuffing thing edible. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if someone tried to serve me up all those other ones, I'd start fidgeting, going, oh, God, oh, God, it's a muggety pie. Yeah, you'd, you'd, <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, you'd be properly shuffling your bum on the tar. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, oh, God. Do you remember that time, was talking about guts and chitterlings and that? Do you remember that time on our very first recce we went to Portugal oh, in Porto? Yes. And, um, and we were meant yes. to be doing, you quite like your offal. We went to do a piece on bacalao. So we went to, of course, we went to a restaurant. And so I immediately ordered like bacalao three ways so I could experience it. <laughs> Kingy, however, goes <laughs> and orders the chitterlings. <laughs> oh, God. Which, explain what chitterlings are, Sai. Uh, chitterlings are, um, well, they're, they're pig's intestines. But these chitterlings particularly were, uh, hadn't been washed quite as thoroughly as you may um, oh, no. have wished oh. a restaurant oh. to do. So... <laughs> and I thought because they were they were on the menu. Can you remember me? They were on the menu. It was like crispy chitlins. Oh, I. And yeah. I was like, oh, great. Well, yeah. Uh, we might as well immerse ourselves in the culture of Portugal. So we did. Um, oh no, where was it? Ah, it was Portugal. Porto. Porto. That's right. So um, we're down there, you know, having a, having a thing. Dave's doing his research on bacalao, and I'm eating eating pigs intestines. And the, I, I bit through it, and I just thought. Not even I can eat this. It, wow. it tasted as you would think. It, uh, yeah, it wasn't great. No. What do you do? Send it back or just sit there and smile? No, I sat there and smiled. Well, I didn't even <laughs> smile. I just, I was like, even I was a bit green round the gills and gave Dave a bit. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't go far with me. No, not at all. Oh, it was minging. Ugh. Yeah. All of a sudden, my salt cod fritters were delicious. Andrew <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't give us any git. <laughs> Well, Noreen, I think the advice is clear there. Stay away from the muggety pie yes. and keep fidgeting. This will yes. be the answer. Indeed. Food makes, makes everything better. Our next problem is called a sexist pig alert. And we need one female name, one single female name. Who on the team is... Oh, she's smiling this morning. So No, I'm smiling, but I'm, I'm equally surprised because I forget that, don't I? You forgot? I forgot. How long have you been doing this? Quite a long time now. Uh. I'm looking at my phone. I'm going Apple. <laughs> this comes from... This comes from... Paltrow's daughter is called Apple. Yeah, that's true. That's oh, true. What a stupid it's a name. name. Yeah. You might name somebody Granny Smith. Any woman that can sell vagina-scented candles and make a profit deserves respect. <laughs> <laughs> Apple writes, Dear hairy uncles, I need your help. I am a female bricklayer. I'm proud to be one. It's all I ever wanted to do since I got my first Lego set. Gun on. However, I get hassle at work. 
Not from my colleagues, as you might think. They're all fabulous. Mostly fellas, but we all get on, have a right laugh. Mainly because they know I'm better than they are at complex brickwork, so they get me to do all the tricky bonds. But no, my problem is from customers. We're currently working on an extension for this older couple. Twice now, I've heard the gentleman of the house point to a section I've been working on and say to my boss, can you just uh, check she's done that right? Oof. All words to that effect. What? On a previous job, the male owner of the house would stand behind me and give me advice while I was working. Oh. Now, my boss is great. He always stands up for me, but it doesn't half wind me up. I know it's a generational thing and that I have to change as other people won't, but how? It really does my head in. Any advice? Asks Apple. Over to you. No, you don't have to change Apple. You just have to, you, you just have to rise above it because... That is absolute bullshit. It's how dare they, just because they're... What? It's just nonsense. We're living in 2023, for God's sake. It's... Ah, oh, I hate that. With a passion. It's so fundamentally wrong, rude, arrogant, stupid. It's... Ah. Oh, ah. Oh. Yeah, I would wind me up, to be fair. Sorry. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, Apple, that'd give me the pip as well. Yeah. But to get down to the core of it... It's their problem, not yours. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. but it is also, unfortunately, it is fed by generations before, and we, we, there's a battle ongoing, you know, between the men that ran the world and now the women that are going to run the world. Uh, it, it's ongoing. So, I, you know, it's frustrating. It's definitely their problem, not hers. Um, and sh I don't think she should change. You just keep doing your brilliant job and keep going. And unfortunately... There is a bit of sucking it up. As long as you're still doing a brilliant job, you know, eggs on their face. Because when they turn around and realise your section of whatever you're laying is far better or equally as good as they thought the other the men doing it, then it's no skin off their nose. I am going to put my hand up, however, to something I did outrageously years ago. About I don't know, um, it must have been about ten years ago now. We were flying out of Japan back to Singapore, where I used to live, and there was a huge typhoon, and there was there were all flights were cancelled out of Japan. So, I feel really guilty saying this, actually. So we were, were about to fly out, and the only flight leaving Tokyo that night was ours, because every single one of them was cancelled because there was a typhoon. So I was sitting there going, I'm not getting on the flight, I'm not getting on the flight. My husband goes, you're getting on the flight. So we get on, and I said, and then a voice comes onto the tannoid saying, ladies and gentlemen, you may be aware we're the only flight flying out um, to let you know I think we're going to be fine. We'll miss the, the major, major part of the storm. We should be home safely. We'll put the seatbelt sign on the whole time. The voice was female. And it was a female pilot. And I sat there and I think my first thought was, holy God, I'm never going to make it home. It, it, she, she's mad. Wow. She's mad. She's putting it on. She's the, I just suddenly thought the woman, woman's gone mad. Every other pilot had called their flights off. And I was like, for once, I was thinking, woman, back down. We don't need to prove a point here. We just need to back down and we need to keep on the ground. And I was I felt guilty. I wanted a man to step on board and go, sweetheart, get, get off. You know, we're not flying. However, we flew home. Purely, safely, smoothly, no typhoon, no seatbelt signs flashing on and off. And I felt very bad when I landed the other end and just thought, I shouldn't have thought that. So, well, that was, a, that was a big, a, a, that was a big admission. Yeah. But mm. I must admit, I think it was because I was going someone safely. But I think they're bred from generations. You know, you grow up with your grandfather going, we fought in the war and the women stayed at home. Yeah, you know? yeah but the thing is that the, the productivity of the country went up by 35% because the women were at home. And, it, I mean, it was mad. The, the land armies, all of that, all of the ammunitions, all of the, the whole infrastructure, uh, uh, government, all of that, because because the the, uh, the men and women actually were at the front, 
was 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 remar was remarkable and i mean that's well documented it's just it's it's i think what makes me cross and and is that because i know i know dave and i in our in our um lives have come across it as well is that what makes me really cross is that bloke that's that's is saying oh, are you sure you're doing right right pet is um will go to his mates you know what have you seen that isn't that beautiful isn't that bit of brickwork lovely or look at me new extension isn't it lush a woman did that you know but she'll not they'll not tell the woman yeah but they'll uh they'll be saying to her mates look at that yeah. yeah. a last did that you know mm. and it's like well yeah, that's outrageous. What, just tell what do you say what does that mean mm. what 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 are you saying just tell the per it doesn't matter whether it's a man woman it doesn't matter just if they're doing a great job, they're doing a great job. Full stop. What's the matter with you? you I think it's the environment that a lot of these these old farts grew up in as well. Yeah, you is, know, yeah. because something like like with us within the media, most of our bosses over the years, past forty years, have been women anyway. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. as long as they're good at the job, you yeah. know, they're worthy of respect, and as anybody is, and uh, yeah. and it's it's a different attitude, I think, which is born out of circumstance. If you work in an engineering factory with just old blokes, then you know, you have 40 years of that. I suppose it's ingrained in you. Yeah. 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 Do you know what, though? I feel, I feel bad with what I did as well. But I, my dad um, was an engineer, actually, uh, from the beginning, before he went on to other things. But he wouldn't let me drive a car until I could change a car engine and ch change all the wheels, change the engine. I could do the whole thing. But nowadays, engines are different. I'm sure I couldn't do it. But I then, the, as soon as I passed my test, I broke down, funny enough, a week later. And I pulled over to the road. And the number of times men stopped off and said, can I help you? Can I help you? And every time I said no, I fixed the problem myself and I, off I went. And I have to say, I was really chuffed by that, but there was, there was chivalry, isn't there? There's someone asking if you want help, but yeah. it was all men that stopped, not women. Well, it's not interesting because my, that's, that's exactly what my dad did with my sister. Um, yeah, exactly. That. And our gin still talks about it to this day. <laughs> she didn't know how to change the engine, but she knew what the spark plugs was. She knew what the, yeah. what the you know, she knew how to change your wheel. She knew what, um, what, where, where the carburetor was and you know that it goes whiz bang and off you go again um she could do all of that um and actually better than better than my brother if and i others, yeah. dare say that yeah. well apple uh, the, the, i think the resounding advice there is that the problem is not with you you don't need to change you don't need to do anything uh the problem lies with them just be who you are yes we're gonna take a short break now if you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the Agony Uncles a line. Well, welcome back to the Agony Uncles. Our next problem is called a fussy food fiddler. And this comes uh, from... Well, I'll tell you what, actually, we need one male and one female name here. So, Uncle Dave, can we have a male name? And Uncle Si, a lady's name, please. Bobby. Bobby. Uh, Stella. Bobby and Stella. This comes from Stella. Dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, though mainly Posh Tash. <laughs> I heard you talk about being trained to eat a banana with a knife and fork. Yep. This has inspired me to write to you. Would you just like to <laughs> recap that for those who uh, who didn't uh, hear that episode, Tash? Yeah, Why? I was I was yeah, I was at school. I was in an all girls school, and I was it must have been about eleven or twelve. And we had a very sort of formal teacher, and she had we gave us etiquette lessons, and she taught us to eat a banana with a knife and fork, and I can do it. Oh, well, <laughs> and you can do it. Well, well done. This has inspired Stella to write to us. She says, I'm going out with Bobby. I have been for 18 months. He's kind, he's caring, he does look after me, but he won't touch food with his hands, and I'm beginning to think this is a deal breaker. He eats pizza with a knife and fork. 
he eats sandwiches with a knife and fork. And yes, he eats fruit with a knife and fork, including bananas. I've challenged him on this many times, but his answer is always that hands are not hygienic. I'll be honest, I don't know how many more restaurant trips I can stand to see him take a slice of baguette out of the basket with his fork, spread butter on it, cut it up into small pieces with his knife and then eat it. Help me, this is odd, isn't it? Asks Stella. Over to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's so a problem, it's madness. Aye, yes, yes. Uh, Bit of a Howard Hughes thing going on, isn't there? Germophobia. Yeah. Oh. Um, isn't there something... I, I may be talking at the back of my napper here, but, you know, in India, where they eat everything from a banana leaf with their fingers... And actually, some people say that's more hygienic than cutlery that's gone on the floor and washed in the water, etc. Actually, it's better to eat with your fingers, I think. I think that's a bit of a quantum leap for for the gentleman. Yeah, I don't think Bobby would take that one on board, would he? (laughs) No, he wouldn't. He he, he wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, how can he? Right. Maybe he could wear gloves. You know those those silicon gloves that you get? Surgical ones. Surgical. Things. A bit of hand sanitizer just before you sit down. I mean, like that, we all got used to doing that, didn't we? Yeah. You know, with with COVID, um, you could do that before your restaurant, but then all your dinner a taste of antiseptic. I wonder what it is, because I mean, I get you know, right? Okay, in a restaurant, it's but I mean, come on, man, lifting lifting a load of bread off. And the thing is, he's got to get his head round that somebody's actually held that, probably with gloves on, to cut the bread to put it into the basket to to serve it at his table and you so the kid the kitchen's keeping it as hygienic as it possibly can but by the same no it's a bit odd that but is it not a right. phobia for people who constantly wash their hands yeah well, it's like In, ocd like a bit it? of yeah. a neurosis thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, that is a bit odd the other thing is though let's go back to the banana here because we were taught to eat a banana with a knife and fork because apparently it's unladylike to put the banana in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> so just to say. Mm. <laughs> and that was we, why. We don't do that. We did that later. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was too young at the time. But the, the knife and fork thing was about just manners for her. However, this guy's doing it out of germs. But if you think about it, a banana's got a skin. You don't touch the food anyway. You peel it, you hold it with the skin and you eat it anyway. So it's slightly ridiculous. It's almost like he can't touch food. Never mind the germs going in. Yeah, well, a sandwich is meant to be a handheld meal, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the whole design of a sarni is you scoff it yeah. um, with your hands and it's portable. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what? what about a plate pie, mate? You couldn't eat a plate pie with a knife and fork. It'd be weird. It'd be, it's weird. You take a slice and you just... Well, neck no, it. I, I eat it with a knife and fork. Oh. I take oh. a slice of pie. No, I put that on a plate. Do you? <laughs> of course I do. Well, your plate pies must be dry then, drier than mine. <laughs> Probably. Mine Not when they're cold. Not when they're cold. You just open it. You, yeah, anyway. Well, it might just be me. I, I've, uh, I, 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 yeah. Nah, yeah, when they're hot, that's fair enough. But when they're yeah. Oh, well, mince and onion. It's yeah. funny, sir, you mentioned about that exposure. So I worked with somebody once years ago and he helped with people's busting people's fears. Um, and somebody was a, a scared of ketchup. And so he put them in a room with a set of drums and sprayed ketchup on all the drums and cymbals and then made the person go in and bash the ketchup on the drums. So literally got covered everywhere. Uh, Floor to ceiling over themselves with ketchup. And from that day on, they ate ketchup. Wow. How, that's, yeah, well, yeah. that was just perverse, wasn't it? That was for his own idle <laughs> yeah. amusement. And also, he flogged the footage on the internet. Yeah. That's what happened, wasn't it? it was on TV. <laughs> I, believe, I believe it's called splodging. 
back to that again. Back yeah. Excellent. Let's go there yes. again. <laughs> because of clearly course. Bobby's not splodging now, is he? No. Well, Bobby wouldn't be splodging, would he? I mean, he could, no. you know, he's not eating a, he's eating a sandwich with a knife and fork. Oh, what's no, how do you eat a bacon really? sandwich with a knife and fork? Maybe that's the way to do it. Maybe mm. he needs to, she needs to go, look at me. All dinner's on me. What are you going to do about it? Oh. No knife and fork. Unless oh. he'd throw her in the shower. That's <laughs> what he'd do. <laughs> Well, Stella, we'd have to say that, yes, I think on balance, it feels like uh, Bobby uh, might have some issues going on there. Uh, How you go about fixing it? Well, there's a number of options for you there. But, uh, yeah, try spreading food all over yourself. That sounds like the most interesting Also, just in a genuine way to help, (laughs) they say you learn a fear and you can unlearn a fear. So if he genuinely is scared of it, there is help. And and they say it takes uh, three of everything. It's three months, three days let's not say three years, maybe exaggerating there, but they say if you repeat the process of cracking it, you can bust a fear. So maybe he needs to get some help to do that. Good advice from Posh Tash, the original banana cutter. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk, don't get drunk, just send an email, just send an email to the agony uncle. To the agony uncle. It's time to head to Confidential Corner. Da, 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 da. This is called a question of age. For this, we need uh, one male and one female name. This time round, Uncle uh, Sai, a male name. Uncle Dave, a female name, if you please. Um, Alex. Alex. And Helen. Alex and Helen. Uh, this, comes, <clears throat> this comes from Helen, who says, Dear Agony Uncles and Princess Tash, I'm asking this question for a friend. But you'd better change my name just in case. All right, Alex, we've done that. Uh, what is the maximum age gap that is okay for a physical relationship between a man and a woman? Let's say, says Alex, just as an example, that the woman in this hypothetical situation is 49 and the man is, say, I don't know, 23. Is that icky? And should that 23-year-old be the son of the woman's boss who doesn't know it's happening, does that make a difference? <laughs> Perhaps if they'd also done it on the boss's desk one time too, hypothetically speaking, of course. Your thoughts would be very helpful. I shall pass them on to my friend, says Alex. Over to you. Epic. <laughs> Epic. Yes. Yes. Oh, no, nothing wrong with that. Nah, we know. Go on. Why not? He's having a nice time. You're having a nice time. It's a bit dangerous. Happy days. Crack on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your heart doesn't know how old you are. Exactly. Nor does the other area for a no, while. Absolutely. So why not? <laughs> why not? Exactly. I think I think we come across as quite sexually liberal, the four of us, don't you? <laughs> God, you only live once. You're not doing anything exactly. illegal. If you're not hurting it's, anybody, there's just no bounds to passion. No, um, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's just it's just ridiculous because it depends on the individual. Um, you know, it depends on who you fancy and who you find passionate and lustworthy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and a more experienced like... lady, perhaps, is Ex- right up his street. Exactly, just about to say, he's, he's, he's on a, I'm, I'm sure he's on a steep learning curve and he'll be loving it. <laughs> or maybe she's had it in years. But did he say it was his boss? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his boss's son. That's dangerous. Well, that's, that's, oh, dangerous. that's great. Son. Why? What's, what's the matter with a bit of that? You know, well, particularly on the boss's desk, that's a bit far. But anyway, well, I don't know. Is it? Might not be. Whatever gets you through the night is my my or day or afternoon or morning. <laughs> I don't think, though, when people say that they, they do it on the desk, you know, everybody's desk that I know is really cluttered with stuff. 
what do you do? Do you just sweep it into the waste bin or a drawer? You've got to think too much. Isn't it? The passion, if you get carried away with yourself, you'll end up with all sorts of casualty. Oh, yeah. Your computer will be everywhere. It'll stapler up your backside. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. come on, Dave. Haven't you seen the films where you just swipe it off, <laughs> crash to the floor, throw you, it back you, on it? Come you get on. the sack. <laughs> what? For throwing a stapler on the floor? Well, the computer, you know, everything and, you know, the... Maybe. Oh, no, well, no. Well, you, you, you get the sack even more if you were caught doing it on the boss's desk, I, say, yeah. I guess. You know, you'd, you'd be... I mean, you don't have to move anything. You could just stand there and use it as a, as a you know, prop yourself up. Yeah, There's always a stationary cupboard, surely. Yeah, they don't have them anymore, though, do, do they? No, oh, no, they don't have stationary. No. Yeah. Oh, the odd paper no. clip. But then yeah, we're getting I... into S&M. Yeah. <laughs> You could staple her to the table. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where's this gone? Trust you. Honestly, that private finishing school has done no for you, no, has it? No. It was very thick fabric. You couldn't staple through it, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sackcloth and ashes, yes. Um, I think the most dangerous thing about the relationship is just the fact that it's at work and therefore don't lose your jobs because you need yeah. your money to have the fun. But if you're otherwise, no, age knows no difference. You're fine. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't know difference. Yeah, it doesn't. And also, and also, the only thing is that after it, if he's got a big gob, because at 23, you know, he's, he, you know, he's, he'll be telling his mates that he's, you know, having it off with a, with a experienced lady um, because there's a, a, an inevitable lack of maturity there. That's when it gets a bit dangerous. Mm. So, yeah. uh, you know, you've got to be careful around all of that. But in terms of the act and the passion and and and, and all of that, happy days, whatever. You've just got to make sure that it's safe to do so, and particularly for the for um, for the lady concerned, we've just got to be careful with that. Yeah. Mind you, she might be telling her mates as well. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly that. It's just got to be, you know, it's just it's a circle of trust who you tell, isn't it? So. You do, because normally it'll not come from the two individuals. It'll it'll, be, it'll come from somebody else that's just wants to cause a bit of bother. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean mm. by that? It's um. Mm. Yeah, and, it's, I, and I hate yeah. to be cynical a little bit, but it's unlikely it'll be a long, long-term relationship. It sounds like it's a lot more just fun. If I don't know, it may, it may yeah. well be, and I hope it is. But if you think about it, he may grow up and want kids, and she's getting older, and they've had a, whatever. I'm looking beyond into the future. So if it's just for fun, just enjoy it for what it is, and be careful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think, look, it's inevitable. Twenty three. Well, look, you know, love is, as Dave was saying before, love's got no bounds. It, it, you know, it, it, you know, they may stay together for the rest of their lives and be perfectly happy with yeah, each yeah. other, um, and that that's all well and good. But as you say, I think it's unlikely. Well, I think you've got lots of advice there to pass on to your friend. So thank you very yeah. much for getting in touch. <laughs> yeah, we're right. Yeah, we're right. Yeah. <laughs> if your life's in a mess, then the email address is theagonyuncles at theherrybikes.co.uk. Yeah. Well, after all that problem solving, we need a rub down with a baguette. So it's time to say goodbye. Thanks so much for writing in and sending in your troubles. We love it. We do. We love hearing from you and we really do read all of your mad bonkers situations that you all get yourselves into so do continue to send them into the agony uncles we genuinely love it yes we really do remember if you haven't already done it yet email us it's agony uncles at 
thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. Then make sure you follow us or subscribe so you don't miss the new ones when they come out. Because you wouldn't want to do that now, would you? No. So until next week, it's goodbye from Tash. Bye. The Thin White Duke. Goodbye. And us. Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.